Hey there, friends. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to invite you to our next Collaboration Zone Zoom party. This is a free Zoom chat get together with all of my entrepreneur friends in the Rise and Recovery Network, where we can share mind and business growth tips, strategies, and you get to network with other entrepreneurs of all experience levels. So if you want to level up your business and get connected, book your spot today. Head on over to www. The road forward slash collaboration zone. When we recover, we are returning to a normal state of health, mind, or strength. We begin the process of regaining control over something that was lost. Welcome to the Road Beyond Recovery podcast, and my name is Tamar, your host. Have you ever felt like you were meant for more? Well, I help people discover their purpose so they can follow their passion and realize what they are truly capable of. My mission is to empower people in recovery to embrace their authentic selves, live up to their true potential, and answer the question, what lies beyond recovery for you? Hey guys, Tamar here from the Road Beyond Recovery podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm going to be chatting about a part in my journey that actually this podcast sort of started with. It was the road to health. If you go back to episodes one through 74, I really share my story of learning how to reclaim control over my health. Now, I use some amazing strategies during that time. But during that time and moving into my entrepreneur journey and wanting to really work on my relationship with food, I actually have shifted the way I think and what I'm doing. So I wanted to share a bit of that story today because I really think, you know, I talk about how cross addiction, right, can affect a lot of us. Um, In fact, most people who come into recovery dive feet first into health and fitness and into, you know, dieting and getting in the best shape of their lives. Now, don't get me wrong, that is a much better habit than, you know, being out on the streets using. But I think it's also important to recognize when it becomes too much and when we're actually addicted to that. And it could affect us in a negative way. And for me, Food has always been something that I've had to kind of keep an eye on. I've been a chronic dieter since, you know, pretty much the age of 18, maybe even younger than that. But I've always, you know, worried about tracking my food, my calories that I take in, how much exercise I get, all that kind of stuff that I obsess about it. But what it's causing me to do is also deprive myself during periods of time. So what I've been doing over the last few months is really looking at that, right? Looking at my health journey in general, because I know that as an entrepreneur, I have to stay healthy because I need to be able to move forward at all times. I'm in charge of my own income now. And so health has to be at the top of mind for me. And so I've been really looking into some different ways. I actually, you know, um, confided in a friend about this who was learning intuitive eating herself. I talked to my old trainer who is actually also teaching her clients intuitive eating now. So that's something I want to talk about because I think that it's something that a lot of us can relate to. And I think that, you know, learning to eat better and learning to take care of ourselves is an important part of our recovery and also growing as an entrepreneur. 
Now, before we get into today's topic, I want to let you know that I offer free discovery calls. So for those of you who are trying to discover your purpose, who want a little bit more clear direction, and who want to help shift your beliefs into, you know, realizing that you are capable of so much more, go ahead, head on over to the show notes and book a 30-minute discovery call with me. And for those of you that are in business, but maybe you're suffering from imposter syndrome, maybe you need to shift your mindset a little bit, maybe you have roadblocks in terms of why you aren't achieving your current business goals, you can go ahead and book a business audit session and we can do some brainstorming. I hope to provide you with as much value as possible during these calls. They're absolutely free. So head on over to the show notes and I look forward to chatting with you. Okay, so let's talk about a topic that has been, you know, something that has always been top of mind in my journey, and that is health. And specifically, the topic I want to talk about today is intuitive eating. And the reason I wanted to share this topic is, like I said earlier, is that, you know, a lot of us suffer from cross addictions. When we stop drinking, of course, we're drinking sugar. You hear so many times that people become addicted to sugar and they start you know, eating a lot of sugar, well, it's no wonder because your body is used to having so much sugar from the alcohol that you were drinking. So it just only seems natural that your body would go, hey, where's the sugar, right? And so you start seeking out other sources. Now, what that can lead to and what has happened in my journey is it also leads me to continue on the path of chronic yo-yo dieting. Now, I have certainly improved over the last decade because it's been something that I've been trying to adjust. It's something that I take the tools that I learned in recovery and try and implement them into my health journey, but it was still something that I struggled with. So recently I was chatting with a, a really good friend of mine and we were talking about dieting. And I said, you know, what are you doing? You have been fairly successful and you seem happy. I see you eating kind of whatever you want most of the time. And she said, Tamara, I'm just doing intuitive eating. I eat what I want when I want. Now, for someone who has gone through addiction, um, I'm just putting this in terms of alcohol and my journey. If someone would have said, Tamara, you can drink what you want, when you want, as much as you want, right? For me, that's like mind blowing. That is, wow, that's going to lead to a lot of blackouts. That's going to lead to overdoing it. That's going to lead to depression. And so I can just picture what that's going to do to me, right? And so I had a hard time with intuitive eating being basically eating what you want when you want. And that just sounded crazy to me because I have lived majority of my life with a depriving mentality. The only way that I could actually lose weight was by eliminating something from my diet. And recently that has been sugar and carbs because that is something that when I start eating, I don't stop, right? And, but here's the thing. I never took a look at why I don't stop, right? When I stopped drinking, you know, I, I did the 12 steps I went through a 12-step program and I really learned why I drank, right? And then I knew, okay, well, I need to do the opposite of that, right? I don't want to drink. So what are the reasons I drink and how can I change them? And so I slowly started to do that. And as a result, 
you know, all everything has, you know, kind of progressed to where it is today where I no longer have the desire to drink. And it's just something that is comes very natural. Now I have to continue to do the work. There's things that I have to do, like helping other people and continue to take my own inventory, but it's just something that's become more natural. So I had to start to take a look at why I couldn't stop when I started eating carbs, carbs like sugar. Um, and, you know, what was going on in that head of mine? Because there's a lot going on in the head of mine. So I actually, you know, one of my good friends had told me that she was just doing intuitive eating, right? Because we were keeping each other accountable. We were going for walks every morning. And so we started talking about it. And of course, me set in my ways was always thinking about carb cycling and calorie cycling and all this kind of stuff, which are great tools, but it wasn't really getting down to the root issue of why I was overeating, why every time that I was going to start again on Monday, I was binging like it was the last supper. And so I thought, okay, there's something to this. She's done really well on this. She's feeling good. She has her good days. She has her bad days. But you know, she was doing something and I wanted that, right? I wanted to learn more. So I started to do some research. I wanted to learn everything I could because, you know, someone telling me that I could eat what I want when I wanted to, that just seemed a little foreign to me. And I thought, ooh, how am I going to control that? Like, I don't have any control once I start eating certain types of foods. So I knew there had to be more to this and there was. So thank goodness. I downloaded a book. I started reading it. I started doing some of the mindful practices of it. And what I learned is that I needed to start listening to my body, right? And it's funny, as kids, we grew up intuitively eating. I mean, how many times have you sat across the table from a child and watched them eat a couple bites of their sandwich and they talk and they'll eat maybe a piece of their fruit and then they go back to their sandwich and then they're done, right? They don't even eat everything. And, you know, I remember that as a kid is, you know, you are intuitively eating. You're eating until you're full because if a kid's hungry, they're going to eat. Now, you know, but we... Yeah, as we grow up, you know, I don't know if you can relate, but my parents would always be finish, finish what's on your plate, right? Eat everything. And so we did. And that's kind of how we grew up thinking that we had to finish everything that was on our plate. So anyway, regardless, listening to our bodies is something that we are actually born knowing how to do. It's we transition out of that, right? And as we become adults, of course, we start experiencing weight gain. So we start restricting ourselves and we just get into this headspace. The only way that we're going to create change is if we restrict ourselves and limit what we are and are not allowed to have. And of course, when we like autonomy, right, we like to have control over our choices. And when we do something that is the opposite of that, right, that takes away our control, that takes away our power of choice, we fight that. And hence, yo-yo dieting comes in, right? We do it for a short period of time. We go off the wagon a little bit. And because we're like, no, I'm going to do what I want when I want. And I'm going to eat everything that I can before I have to restrict myself again. It's no wonder why we continue to go into these vicious cycles of things. So as I started to dive deeper into this, I saw how much this could actually help me on my entrepreneurial journey, right? It was all about feeding my body what it was craving because, and also getting to know, you know, what my body wanted. It was learning how to stop 
when I was full. And so I started doing some of the mindfulness practices, the meditation practices in there, where I would actually, if I was hungry and my stomach was starting to growl, right, I would sit there for a moment and I would think, okay, on a scale of one to 10, one meaning you're super, super hungry, like just need to eat right now, 10 meaning you're super stuffed, overdid it, where are you on the scale of one to 10? And if I could honestly say that I was about a three or a four, so my stomach was growling, maybe I was getting a headache, maybe I was low in energy, I wasn't able to focus anymore. You know, I could just feel it in my body that I needed to eat something. I would go eat something. So that was the first step for me. Then I needed to get rid of this food as being good or bad and that it was just food. I think this is something I've struggled with and I think about this in other areas of my life now as well as things being good or bad, right? They just are. And so I had to do that with food. And and I experienced this when I actually walked into the grocery store after I had made a decision to do this. I walked into the grocery store knowing that I could I could literally buy anything that I wanted to. And so as I walked by some of these aisles that I normally will not purchase anything from because I look at it as like, well, I can't order that. I can't order that. You know, I start to get a little bummed out because there's certain things that I want to eat once in a while, right? But I wasn't allowing myself to do so. And it was a whole new experience walking in and knowing that I could purchase anything I wanted. And guess what? I didn't buy all that stuff, right? I didn't purchase all that junk food that I thought as soon as I had free reign to do, I would do that. So that was a a really good indicator that, okay, maybe I'm not in trouble, right? Because sometimes left to my own devices, I kind of take advantage of the situation. But I found that because I was starting to change my mindset, that it actually helped me not want to overindulge because I knew if I want a bag of chips, I can always come back tomorrow, right? It doesn't matter. It it stopped that idea of I had to get as much in before I went got back on track or before Monday hit again. So the next part of this little adventure of mine, and this was probably one of the hardest things I had to do, was I got rid of all my tracking apps. Um, I also had an intermittent fasting app I got rid of. I got rid of my scale. I had to basically get rid of everything that kept me in that diet mentality. And that was really difficult. I remember uh, deleting my fitness pal and it's something I've used to track my food for eons now. And when it popped up and said, you know, are you sure you want to delete because all your history is going to be lost? I actually paused there for a second and thought, do I really want to delete it? Right. It was kind of that that feeling that I got when I first got sober that, you know, oh, man, you know, do I really have to get rid of this alcohol? Um, because of course I didn't want to because I was really unsure about it. But I thought, no, I'm all in. Remember, all in mentality. I got to get rid of them. So I got rid of all the tracking apps. I got rid of my scale because I had to rid myself of wanting to weigh myself. It being about, you know, my weight and my self-worth. I had to get rid of that. So that was another step that I took. Now, I'm also doing meditations on this. I'm doing hypnotherapy on this because I really want to get it into my subconscious that I eat when I'm hungry and I stop when I'm full, that food is neither good or bad, that I eat because my body needs it, right? And as an entrepreneur, I have to be focused because when I'm not, um, well, 
things are not as productive, right? I don't get things done. I may not hit a deadline. And that's something that's very important to me because I literally have to sink or swim. And because my purpose is so great and I'm super passionate about what I want to do, I have to make sure I feed my body and my brain. And that is something that I've really learned uh, going through the NeuroChange method, which is a program that I teach. If you're interested, shoot me an email at tamar at theroadforward.ca. But, you know, one of the areas to grow your brain is by diet, right? And that is feeding your brain what it needs and not diet in terms of being on a diet, diet in terms of just meaning food in general. And so making sure that I feed my brain when it's hungry, you know, or when at least my stomach's hungry, um, I'll get more clarity, I get more focus. So that was another thing that I've, I've started to implement is in my meditation practice, I do take one of my meditations per day, it's usually the first one in the morning where I do a hypnotherapy. So a guided meditation, essentially on mindful eating on not looking at food as good or bad and remaining focused and knowing why I'm eating the food that I'm eating. And, you know, what I found throughout these practices is that in the beginning, they they warn you that you will probably turn to a lot of foods that you've deprived yourself because you didn't allow yourself to have them. But, uh, and they actually encourage you to buy more of those foods and have them in your household. And I'm actually learning that because I'm allowed to get them whenever I want, I've been able to keep them ice cream. Ice cream is a perfect example, right? I love ice cream. And usually when I have it in the freezer, it will be gone within one night. I have actually had one of those little pints in the freezer for about a week and a half now. And I just have a little bit when I'm having a craving for sugar. And that's it. Because I know that I could always go buy another one tomorrow if I need it. So I don't feel the need to overdo it. So think of that last supper mentality. Anytime you have started a diet, chances are you've overdone it the night before. You go out for dinner, you order an appy, you order the entree, and you order a dessert because you know you have to get it all in before you're going to limit yourself again. And how do we feel? Well, we start to lose that focus, right? It takes us a while to recover from that. So having those foods available and knowing you can replenish them at any time is making a difference, is changing the way I think about things. So one of the other questions that I wanted to bring up, and I'd love to hear your feedback on this, you can send me an email about this and let me know what you think. But, you know, a friend of mine brought up as we were talking about intuitive eating, what about restaurants? You know, a lot of restaurants put their calories on the menu now. Is that a good or bad thing? right? And I don't think we have to really necessarily rate it as a good or bad thing. But when I look at it in a diet mentality, right? So I'm restrictively eating, I would look at that as a good thing, right? Because now I'm going through the menu and basically the menu is telling me what I can and cannot eat. So that is less work that I have to do. But now that I'm working on being an intuitive eater, why can't I order anything off the menu, not care what the calories are, and just stop when I'm legitimately full? Because logic would tell me that if I order something that's a thousand calories and I order something that is 2000 calories and say my body needs about 600 calories worth of food. So if I'm actually sincerely listening to my body and what it needs, I'm going to eat 600 calories worth of one of them 
or 600 calories worth of the other, right? And if we're not looking at food as a good or bad thing, what if we could take that approach, right? That we stop when our bodies are full. So I would love to hear what you think about this topic because I mean, like I said, when I was in that diet mentality, I would care. I would think it was awesome that they showed the calories. Now, that being said, some of the stuff on the menu that I looked at as good food were very high in calories because don't forget, restaurants add a lot of things to those main courses. But what if you learned to stop when you were full, right? When your body got enough of the food that it needed to. So just some food for thought. I thought I would bring that up. And it's interesting to know why people, some people care what they eat and other people don't. You know, I know lots of people who they maintain very healthy lives. And when they go out to restaurants, they don't care what they eat. They eat what they want, right? And therefore they don't feel deprived. So just some food for thought. And like I said, I'd love to hear from you and tell me what you think about that, right? The restaurants and how everything has shifted. So the results that I've experienced so far, and it's been a very short journey into learning how to intuitively, but like I said, as an entrepreneur, I always want to make sure I have that clear focus and mental health. Um, so far, I haven't been overdoing it, right? I have been listening to my body. I haven't gone excessive. I haven't binge eaten anything. And that's including the foods that normally I would overdo it with. I have learned to save things. So when I actually eat something and instead of eating the whole thing because it's so delicious, I can save part of it and save it for later because I know I can always go back to it. One of the other things that I have gotten as a result as well is that food will taste really good to me in the beginning, but then as I continue to pay attention to what I'm eating and I enjoy the experience, eventually that, you know, 10th bite isn't as good as the first bite. So at that point, I always, I also recognize now that, okay, maybe I'm done. Maybe I want to wait until tomorrow and I can have another bite and it's going to be just as delicious as the first bite today. So that is one of the shifts I've made. Also, the guilt and shame is gone. When I go out for ice cream with friends and I eat as much as I'd like and I stop when I'm done, I don't feel guilty about it anymore, right? And so the next day, I usually crave something good, right? I usually crave a salad or something that's going to replenish me in a positive way. So your body will just naturally eventually adapt this ability to crave that good food because there's only so long you can go with feeding your body garbage before it realizes that it needs something else, right? And I used to drink to get rid of my emotions, right? And then I started to eat to get rid of my emotions. And that's why I think part of what kept me stuck in that diet mentality is I was using food to deal with my emotions. Now, don't get me wrong, when I'm sad, I love a little bit of ice cream, but guess what? Maybe that's what my body needs in that moment. But I don't use that food anymore to mask my emotions like I used to do with drinking, right? So there's no more guilt and shame. I don't feel guilty anymore after I've eaten or if I'm going out for dinner with some friends. It's a whole new experience. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed that topic. And yes, it was on health, but I think that health is just a, a really important aspect in becoming a very productive entrepreneur and scaling your business because oftentimes 
like I did in the very beginning. I did too much. I experienced burnout. I started to turn to foods that, you know, didn't make me feel very good and excessive amounts. That's why they didn't make me feel good. And so now I want to learn to listen to my body. So I'm willing to do whatever it takes to learn new things. But I would love to hear from you. You can shoot me an email at tamar at the roadforward.ca. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you've tried it, what your experience has been, and you know what you think about all this. And guys, if you haven't joined any of our Collaboration Zone Zoom calls yet, make sure you save a spot. In this, we do 10 minutes of training on beliefs, mindset, and we talk about brain science and growth and how you can get from where you are today to where you want to go. We also do speed connection rounds. So this is a great time for you to network and share what it is you do, who you serve, and what areas you need support in. And of course, we end off with 10-minute hot seat sessions and member training. So save your seat. Head on over to www.theroadforward.com. And I will see you on the next call. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Road Beyond Recovery. Did you know that our dreams can become a reality? When you determine your purpose in life and you allow that purpose to guide you, anything is possible. It just takes action. Don't wait until you're ready. Start to create the life you were truly meant to live right now. I am super passionate about my mission to help people live up to their true potential. So if you want to learn more, check out my website at www.theroadforward.ca. And until next week, keep exploring what lies beyond recovery for you.